That's a piece that Christ gives control of your thinking because you're all called together in one body to have peace. And always be thankful. Let the teaching of Christ live in you richly. Use all wisdom to teach and instruct each other by singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. With thankfulness in your hearts to God, everything you do or say should be done to obey Jesus your Lord. And in all you do, give thanks to God the Father through Jesus. Thank you, Mason. Um, if you got your Bibles uh, and the time we got left, you can turn to Colossians 3. We're going to round out, uh, uh, almost done. Well, next week we'll get into four a little bit, but, uh, last week we talked about uh, a couple of things. Thing number one was, uh, the mortification of sin. Everyone's favorite topic, talking about putting to death inside of us the things that belong to the ways of the world, and instead cultivating and clothing, wrapping ourselves in the ways that lead to life. Uh, verse 14 then talks about, it talks about all these virtues. Uh, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Uh, forgive one another, bear with one another, all this stuff. And then verse 14 says, and over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. N.T. Wright says, when love has its full effect on community, the result will be peace. When love has its full effect on a community of believers, the result will be peace, which then leads us into, as Mason uh, read so well, uh, verse 15, and we're just going to spend a few moments uh, on these few verses and give some practices for how we can cultivate these things inside of us. But verse 15 says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body you were called to peace. Like, in, like I said about N.T. Wright, when love has its full effect, we're clothing, wrapping ourselves in love, which binds them all together. When love has its full effect, the result is peace. And then Paul goes on to say, Let peace of Christ rule in your heart. So Paul has been describing over the first two chapters of the book of Colossians who Jesus is and then how we should be affected by who Jesus is. And what he's introducing to us here, offering to us as Jesus' people, is to allow the peace of Christ to be the thing that's ruling over us. But I think Paul here is advocating for a little bit more than uh, like the inner peace that you hear talked about so much and so often today. I think he's talking about just uh, more than mere toleration or acceptance. I think he's talking about something that's far more deep-seated, and that is the reality that we are bound together by the person and work of Jesus. We're all knit together through the work of Jesus, and that's the thing that then keeps us together. When we commit, is what I want us to talk about this morning, when we commit ourselves to Christ and his lordship in our lives, we're also committing ourselves to his body. To not do so, so let me, let me say that one more time, then we'll move on. When we commit ourselves to a life of uh, discipleship to Jesus, when we commit ourselves to saying, Jesus, I'm going to follow you with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I'm going to follow you with everything in me. I'm going to do things your way. When we commit ourselves and receive the salvation uh, from sin, for receive forgiveness, and introduce into the new life, we are also committing ourselves to Christ's body. To not do so, to say, yes, I want the Jesus thing, but not the body thing, to not do so would be the equivalent 
of going through, of saying, I'm going to go skydiving. And, and you do all of the like pre-training and stuff. And you get loaded, you pack your chute, you learn how to do that. And then you get loaded up in the plane, you got the altimeter on, you got all the stuff and you're ready, you put the goggles on, you fly up in the plane, and then you get up there and then you never, uh, you never jump out of the plane and the plane just descends and it lands. You cannot say that you've gone skydiving until you have dove through the sky, hurtling out of a perfectly good airplane, plummeting towards the ground, and then you open your parachute. If, if you came and talked to me, and I was like, oh, I went skydiving one time. It was incredible. You're like, oh, tell me about it. And I told you the experience of what just happened. You would go, you have not been skydiving. You took an airplane ride. You did not go skydiving. But so often what I see happening is people wanting to follow Jesus wholeheartedly. I believe it. And they commit themselves to the person of Jesus, but then not to living peaceably in the body of Jesus. And I feel like there is so many equivalents here. You can, um, you can commit yourself to the body without committing yourself to Christ. Like, you can be present here. You're totally welcome. If you're like, I'm not sure about the whole Jesus thing. I'm not sure if I want to engage with that. I'm thankful you're here. I'm thankful. But you can't say that I'm doing the Jesus thing without committing yourself to living peaceably in the body of Christ. And so we as individuals live at peace with God because of the work of, work of Jesus. And then we, uh, the, the individuals that have that individual peace are making up this collective peace where we live peaceably with one another. And where does this peace come from? He said, Paul says really clearly, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And this is an acknowledgement that Paul said in some of his other letters that, that Christ, through his work on the cross, has torn down the dividing walls of hostility. He's torn down the things that separate us and instead offers us uh, entrance into this new covenant community, this new kingdom way of life. And, and so the peace comes from Christ, and it's a realization that Christ's work and merit is what connects us all individually to each other. <coughs> If you're looking to live peaceably with someone else apart from the person of Christ, you're going to be consistently disappointed. If you're looking to live at peace apart from the saving work of Jesus in your heart and the heart of someone else, people, we're going to let each other down constantly. We just will. It's the peace of Christ, though. We're not having to like muster up good feelings or goodwill or good intentions towards someone else. Christ does that. We recognize that. How, we, we look at things through Christ's lens. We say, how does Jesus see this person? We recognize that along with us, along with everybody else, has been bought at a price, purchased by the blood of Jesus. And so we are inherently connected to one another because of that. And then Paul says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And the language of rule is, is similar to that of an arbiter. Um, I, read, uh, I, I read this week that um, 
Uh, you can think of it as like an umpire. Let the peace of Christ kind of umpire amongst you. Someone who can call the balls and strikes. Someone who can, uh, who where like the buck stops with this person. Um, or like this is, this is what we're leaning on to make decisions for us. Uh, and this is, what, this is what Jesus does in our fellowship and in our community. The peace of Christ is what knits us together. That it reminds us that each of us have been redeemed by Jesus. And as a family, we've collectively been redeemed by Jesus. And we've been made at peace with God through the work of Jesus. And therefore, we can be made at peace with others through the work of Jesus. And this all sounds like really lofty and really wonderful. And then the question is, okay, well, how, what does this look like on a practical level? What does it look like for us to live at peace with one another? And Paul says it in the next three-word sentence. And here's what he says. And be thankful. How do we live at peace? We practice gratitude. We practice thankfulness. And gratitude is just the simple exercise of using like our cognitive abilities and our heart feeling abilities to go, I am thankful for fill in the blank. And what I love, it's, it's to focus on who God is. It's to focus on what God's done. It's to focus on God's presence in our lives. And I love how Jeff reminded us last week that the whole book of Colossians is basically reframing like this is who Jesus is, this is what Jesus has done, and therefore, this is what your life should be. So what does it look like when peace isn't in the equation? What does it look like for gratitude to then fill in that gaps? And I thought of a couple examples, okay? We've, we've got a lot of back and forth. We've got a lot of stuff stirring in our midst as a church family. There's a lot of relationships represented here. And, and think, like, someone in here really, like, irks you, or they say something that you disagree with, or, or they give you the cold shoulder out at uh, Aldi, or you fill in the blank. And, and what gratitude does is a reframing of our lives to go, Jesus, thank you that you love this person. Thank you that you sacrificed yourself for this person, just like you did for me. Thank you that you are giving grace here and now to both of us. Thank you, Jesus, that you're working in my life and sanctifying my life. Thank you, Jesus, that you're working in their life and sanctifying their life. Thank you for the unique uh, gifts, talents, and abilities that you've given and bestowed upon this person. Thank you that they're an image bearer, that they're made in your image, and that you love them deeply. And as you begin to practice gratitude, what I hope you'll find is that as you reframe your life in that way uh, and you express this gratitude, what you see and experience is God working in your heart and going, oh, maybe I don't need to have this relational enmity. What about at home? What about kids, students? Do you ever feel like your parents just like don't get you? That you're like, that, that mom and dad just don't understand. There's a lot of shaking heads. Mom and dad just don't understand. <laughs> and then parents, especially like, I'm, I'm parenting for the first time. Anyone who's parenting is parenting for the first time. There's a certain point where you're like, I'm making this up as I go. Do you ever feel like your kids are just like, what, what, what is this? What, well, I don't know what to make of, of what's happening here. Okay, so let's just get on the same page here. Turns out we both think the same thing and we're both are clueless about what to do about it. Well, how can gratitude fill in that gaps? Just like I said, for the person that irks you in our faith gathering. Uh, what if it like what if you remind yourself, like, God, thank you that you love this person. I'm I'm really struggling right now. I'm struggling to live at peace with this person, but I trust Jesus that you love this person. 
Cultivate that inside of me. Thank you uh, that you have enough grace to give us both for when there's misunderstanding and there's confusion that you get to dole it out to both sides. Thank you that you're working in their life because heaven knows they need it. (laughs) Please work in my life uh, because I need it. Uh, Thank you that you're sanctifying them. Thank you again for the unique gifts, talents, and abilities you've given them. See, gratitude brings us back to a central point of peace Uh, lived out through love because at the end of the day, it reminds us that all of us are image bearers. That there's not a single person on the planet that Christ did not sacrifice himself for. You will not be able to find that person. Because every person that has ever lived and every person that is living and every person that will ever live, Jesus died for them. They are made in God's image and he loves them deeply. Gratitude reminds us that after everything else falls away, we still have Jesus, which is the greatest thing that we can possibly have. So Paul talks about how love binds these things together, and then peace keeps these things together, and then gratitude is the thing that fixes the divisions that might arise. So, homework this week. Katie Long just gave me a dirty look because we're we're not in school. Homework this week. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do to be a people of gratitude. This week, at every, I'm not setting the bar low here, at every family meal, you are going to, we are going to practice gratitude. Now, here's what I'm looking for. Because oftentimes gratitude can, and it's a beautiful thing, because I want to be grateful for these things. Gratitude can be thing or gift-centric. I'm really grateful that I got to have an extra recess today. I'm really thankful for this new toy that I got. I'm really thankful for this thing. I'm really thankful for this gift. But instead, here's what I want us to do this week. I want us to make our gratitude people-centric. I want us to make our gratitude and our thankfulness focused at People, because again, this is what Paul's talking about here living at peace, being knit together, being bound together. And so uh, instead of, I am grateful for this toy, kids, what if instead you go, I'm really grateful that my mom and dad know me well enough to know that I would really like to know what my interests are, to know what my desires are, to know what my likes are, my wants, my needs, and to go, you know what? I see it fitting that, that. Let's give them this toy. Let's give them this thing. And how wonderful it is to be known that much, to be known that well, that they love me that much that they're giving this. Uh, what if instead of uh, grown-ups, instead, I'm saying, I- I'm, I'm grateful for my job this week. I don't know if you're at a place where you can say that. But if that's your thing of going, I'm grateful for my job. What if instead going, I'm really grateful for my coworkers. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for my job because I get to be around people who love and encourage me. I'm grateful for my boss because they're so flexible and understanding. I'm grateful for the people that I get to lead or be in charge of because they just, they make it so easy. You fill in the blank, but here's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying uh, to get us to focus our gratitude instead of on things or possessions or, or things that can occupy our mind so much. I'm trying to, like Paul, knit us together, to bind us together with love and to allow the peace of God to be the thing that rules in our hearts. And my, my prayer is that as we do this, as we engage in the practice of gratitude, so as you go to lunch today, like this is immediately applicable. You're going to go, you're going to eat something. Uh, my, my prayer is that you then get to experience and express and practice 
gratitude. So I'm going to pray for us. We're going to close out with a song talking about how grateful we are, and, uh, and we'll close out our time together. So God, we love you, and we are. We're so grateful that you're working in our life. We're so grateful that you're working in the lives of others. Uh, Lord, forgive us for when we forget that uh, others like us are also image bearers. So I just pray that you'll cultivate that heart inside of us. I pray that you'll... Um, that you'll make us remember, allow us to remember that we are knit together through the work of your son on the cross, that we're knit together uh, through the love of God and that we can't be separated because of that. So uh, Lord, allow gratitude to be the thing that rises in our hearts as we uh, continue through life together. We can be your people, your new humanity, your kingdom established on earth as it is in heaven. God, we can't do this apart from you. So we ask all these things in your precious and holy name. Amen. Well, if you want to stand uh, with us, we'll close out our time uh, by expressing some of this gratitude. We are uh, going to be a people of gratitude. And we're going to go and we're going to express the ways that God's uh, knitting us together, that the peace of Christ is ruling in our hearts. And as we do, we're going to see love be the thing that flourishes inside of us. So as we go this week, Go in the grace and peace of Jesus, the love of the Father, and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. You guys are dismissed.